the, the big things, always being prepared to evolve, always looking ahead, always taking a, uh, advice or information from other sources on board, then sit down and think about it realistically and see where you can take it. People all around the world love sport. From playing ball in the backyard through to the Olympic and Paralympic podiums, the majority of the world's population play, watch and enjoy sport. Steve Dart from Play Hard Sports gives listeners the chance to meet people from across the world of entertainment, sports and business who are affecting the way international sport is unfolding. So, with the combination of technology, passion and great people wanting to tell their story, it gives rise to Play Hard Sports Behind the Games podcast. On Behind the Games podcast, I've got Managing Director, World of Sport Wholesaler, PTYLTD, Neil Pittman. World of Sport Wholesalers, PTYLTD, is a sporting and recreational goods company in Ulmo, Gold Coast. The company was founded in 1992. World of Sports are suppliers of a complete range of sporting equipment and clothing. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Well, thanks, Steve. Yourself? Great, mate. Hey, beautiful day on the Gold Coast. It is a good day. We're very lucky to live here, aren't we? Extremely. Mate, just wouldn't mind if you just give me a bit of your background um, of the company and uh, then I'll go through and answer, uh, ask you some questions. Well, World of Sport can trace its, its history way back into the 1970s. Uh, it was a company called James Watt Trading. In 1987 it changed its name to World of Sport and in 1992 I bought into the company and it became World of Sport Wholesalers Proprietary Limited. Why did it have the name change? Uh, there was a ch- total change of ownership in the, about 1987. Yep, okay. World of Sport Wholesales PTY has been around for a long time in Australia, longer than the average sporting and recreational goods company. What's the blueprint for that kind of success, mate? Basically, it's we, we always come back to product, quality of product, knowing what our customers want and providing service. Straightforward, that's perfect. How many employees do you have now? Uh, at the moment, we've got 11. 11. Who's your longest standing employee? My storeman's got about 26 years. Wow. And one of the sales reps is about 30 years. Wow. He actually was with the company before it changed names. What's been the retention factor? Giving them a place where they feel they can add value, uh, having a company that cares about what it does, making sure that we look after our customers and basically we just act like a family, I suppose. Perfect. Everyone's got the same, the same outlook, yep. so it just works. Perfect. You're also Managing Director of Nordic Sport Australia PTYLTD. That's been for 13 years since January 2003. Nordic Sport Australia supplies of athletic and other sporting equipment to customers in Australia, New Zealand and Pacific region. You specialise in athletics equipment to AIF specifications. Some of your major projects include Commonwealth Games Melbourne 2006, Pacific Games Samoa 2007, 2009 Mini Pacific Games Cook Islands PNG, and 2015 Pacific Games. You also do upgrades of major tracks in Australia. That's a great resume, mate. Tell me some of those great moments. Look, this, this is what Nordic Sport's basically about. It's, it's a world-class supplier of athletics equipment. 
uh, all to IAAF specifications. The games that we've done just give us traction at the higher level, but we've also now decided that we'll get down to little athletics and get people used to our products from the outset. I, I love that because it's all about grassroots to podium and little athletics. I know I spent some time there. It's a great breeding ground for champions. Is that one of the main reasons you want to put the brand in there? Yeah, well, we've, we now supply Queensland, Victoria and Tasmania as their preferred supplier. And it gives us a chance to give something back as well, of course, getting our brand in at the grassroots. Let's go back to your early years, mate. Where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Brisbane. Grew up in Aspley. Uh, went to school right through to the finish of high school in Aspley. Were you a good student? <laughs> Depends which teacher you talk to. <laughs> I, I managed I managed to what we call matriculate in those days, so I could go to uni. What were some of your best or worst subjects at school? Uh, worst subjects, probably physics and maths too. Best English, biology. Yep. Do you remember some of your old mates? What'd they think of you? Well, we were all... The ones we I used to mix with all sportsmen. We all played football and cricket together. Yep. Um, claim to fame. Actually, went to school with Greg Norman. Wow! Uh, tell us about that. Well, he came down from Townsville, Mount Isa, and finished year eleven and year twelve at Aspley. Uh, he was a sportsman then. He, was he a standout sportsman? Yes. Yeah, he played football for Queensland. Played in the first cricket, first Aussie rules. So did I, but. It was a different level from me. All right. Well, listen, you did have some time in the AFL back in those, probably, uh, it was called VFL back then. Tell us about those days. You were a wingman, weren't you? Yeah, played wing. Um, yeah, went from my juniors at Aspley, went to Windsor Zilmere and played senior football there. Uh, I worked for the bank at that stage, so transfers were always imminent. Ended up being transferred to Maroochydore. Football was always a good way to get into the local community. So I played football in Maroochydore. Played football at Labrador down the coast as well. Won a flag there and ended up calling it quits because I got transferred again. Proud day winning the flag? Yes, there's nothing like winning a flag. You provide a lot of uh, sporting equipment to the education sector. Tell me about that. We basically have probably 7,000 products. We've got a standing offer agreement with education in Queensland. We basically give them the option of getting anything they want from be it just simple footballs through to installation of basketball courts to basketball towers. We try and provide a complete package. Uh, We've grown the product range over time and now we just try and make sure that we've got the best we've got and we build relationships with with our customers the same as we build relationships with our suppliers. Well said. Your vision is really to be the market leader in sports equipment. That's a big task. How are you tracking towards that vision? Yeah, well... We define biggest prob- probably differently. We want to be everyone's preferred supplier in our market, and we don't usually step outside our, our perceived market. Size of the business just brings more problems, so we probably hold it, as I said, within our market segment and make sure that we do things properly. You're known for rolling up the sleeves and getting in to help your team here. Where did that solid work ethic stem from? Originally goes back probably to my father. I can remember him leaving for work at half past four in the morning and getting home at half past four in the afternoon, then working downstairs until 11 o'clock at night, then doing it all again the next day. Plus we ran a 
We had a mixed crop, small farm, poultry. So I was involved from a very young age in making sure things just worked. I think the youth of today don't realise how hard it was back then, do they? No, it was it certainly, if you wanted to achieve, you had to work hard, you know, especially if my father was what you'd call a, uh, a blue-collar worker, probably, an electrical fitter. It, it just gave a, a good grounding and a good base to realising that if you do work hard and keep things uncomplicated, you can achieve. Was there ever anything that he'd ever said to you that it's really stuck in your mind and uh, you've taken into your business life? Probably when, when we, a bit later in life, when we first bought World of Sport, he asked me, why would someone come and buy everything they want from World of Sport? And I said, you just said it. Of course, they can buy everything they want. That's perfect. Yeah. I think that's captured it. Who's your life partner? Life partner, my wife, Marianne big supporter of you? Always has been. Been uh, together 35 years, I think, which these days people look at me and go, yeah, that's good. I say, yes, it is good. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Marianne worked in the business when she had to, but raising three children was probably more important. Now she just uh, gives me feedback, sometimes a bit more than feedback on things that I'm trying to do or things that we think we're going to do in the business. It's a, it's a good relationship. You've got three kids? Yes. Who are they and what do they do now? Um, eldest boy's Ben. He's married with a son. He's actually involved in the business. He's been away and worked elsewhere. He controls all the purchasing. Uh, daughter, Hannah, she works in the business as well, controls all the finances, debtors and creditors. And the younger son, Sam, he's actually always got the travel, the travel lust. I mean, all over the world, he's living in England at the moment, got a couple of years over there. Will anyone be, or any of those, be your predecessor here? A predecessor or successor? Successor. Uh, look, we work on a succession plan all the time. Uh, it varies from people taking, people inside the family taking over, but probably in the end... They'll hold down the positions they hold down and grow them a bit, and if we have to, we'll buy someone in to, to sit over the business. Sure. Great business. How much do your friends mean to your success in business and in life? Okay. Yeah, you've, you've got close friends. I, I've got friends that I played footy with 40 years ago, and we still get together. Uh, some of them are in business as well. They're just sounding boards. You, you talk to each other, you talk to each other about life, you talk to each other about business. Everyone's got a life or a business outlook that might be slightly different from what I've got. And you try and take it all on board and put it all together and come out with something that works. Great. How will World of Sport help young athletes achieve their dreams and aspirations? World of Sport basically just provides the equipment they need in schools at, at a level of price and a level of quality that is required. You need coaches, you need mentors, but you also need equipment. And if we can keep sourcing the best-grade equipment at a realistic price, that's what we try and do. Neil, this show is a business and sports podcast, but we really always want to talk to the people and get to know them, the personalities behind the brand. So what's the biggest risk you've ever taken? The biggest risk I've ever taken was probably buying World of Sport. That's what I wanted to hear. It is a risk, but look at the facility. It's a magnificent facility. Yeah, yeah look, it was, it was a calculated risk. I'd had 20 years in finance. Uh, I actually lent, lent money for a living, 
the, the big things, always being prepared to evolve, always looking ahead, always taking a, uh, advice or information from other sources on board, then sit down and think about it realistically and see where you can take it. Well said. You've actually, uh, you work quite hard, but you've actually recently just done an overseas trip. You went to South Africa? Yes. How was that? Uh, it was probably a lot, how can I say, a lot more of an experience than I thought it might be. Um, we were lucky enough to go to Victoria Falls, which just blew my mind, the size, the size of it, and we were lucky it was in full flow. It's You can see it on the TV, you can see it on pictures, you can see it anywhere, but until you stand in front of it, you don't realise the power. A sensory overload in a way? Yes, yeah, it's, um, you know, for, for people that haven't been, you stand opposite it and it's actually raining because the spray goes 900 metres into the air and falls on you. And it's just like being in a summer storm without the wind. Amazing. We, from there we went to... Uh, traditional game parks we're lucky enough to see just about every animal that you could see i uh, had a good a great guide the sense of humor i think they've all got sense of humors and all know how to talk to people from there we just had some time in cape town which as much as people like to think that it, it is a dangerous place there's places where you can feel quite at home and they're tourist touristy especially on the wharf areas the waterfront areas but it was uh there and Stellenbosch, which is their their wine wine area outside Cape Town, that just ended the trip and let us come back to Earth a bit. Any wild safari action? No, not not really anything that scared us. But if you know, if you say you're seven metres from a, a bull elephant and four metres from a, a male lion, that's the kind of perspective you get. Seems like you took it in your stride. Yes, you you really think back and you go, well, I was in an open an open truck that anything could have jumped into, but I think the animals are very used to vehicles. Yep. As long as you do the, do the things you're told to do, it all works. Yep. Who was your inspiration, mate? I've probably never thought of people that were my inspiration. I've, I look at people throughout history and see what they've done and how they did it, uh, what they've suffered, what they've achieved. A bank manager of mine when I was in the bank and fairly young still asked me one day where I thought I'd be in the bank when I finished and I said, oh, branch manager, I suppose. And he sat me down and explained to me the, the hierarchy of the bank and how branch manager was fairly junior and said, if you want to get somewhere, you've got to be prepared to work. So he probably put me on the right track. Sounds like solid advice. Yes, he was a, a very good mentor. All right, so what accomplishment in your life are you most proud of? Look, yeah, there's there's different levels. You know, I'm, I'm extremely happy that I've got a family that's, we'll say, well-adjusted. They're all happy. They're succeeding in their own individual abilities. Um, I'm very, very happy, of course, that I've got businesses that continue to run well, that have got staff that feel as though they belong in the business. You know, I was happy too as as I went through my sporting life that I suppose I'm as you mature you look for different things and you actually learn to to put in and that's probably helped me in business as well. You're getting ready for your new three hundred and thirty page sports product catalogue to be released. 
Tell me about what goes into something like that. I'm looking at them. They're beautifully bound. A lot of work's gone into them. Is it a hard process to bring them together? It'll take from when we start, which will be in July. It'll be ready to be mailed out in January next year. So even though we, we have a lot of information stored, we still just about have to go back and start all over again. Um, the images, we have to make sure images are right. We have to make sure descriptions are still right. Where we've deleted products and put in new products, we have to decide if we're going to highlight products. It's, a, it's probably a team effort from about six or seven people. And then the end results, when we post it out in January next year. And the phone rings. Hopefully the phone will ring. You're a business on the Gold Coast. In 2018, we've got the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games, a marquee event for the Gold Coast. How much are you looking forward to 2018 Gold Coast Com Games? As you say, it'll be a marquee event. Um, it will focus attention on the Gold Coast for all the right reasons. The Commonwealth Games itself, too, is its a spectacle that probably gives a different level of athlete, if we can define it like that, the ability to, to rise to the top. Um, a lot more of the homegrown athletes can achieve at the ultimate level for them, which is usually standing on a dais. Uh, it'll be, I hope, welcomed by everyone on the coast. Within your product portfolio, you'd obviously like to get some placed at the Commonwealth Games during some of the um, activity. Do you deserve that for water sport or even for Nordic? And uh, what would you like to see placed? Nordic Sport provided a lot of equipment for the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne. It's being at a world world level, an IAAF certification level, there's athletes all over the, the world that use our equipment. So they want to see that equipment in the Games as well because that's what they're used to throwing. You know, from javelins to, to hammers to shots to discus, they're the kind of things that in the athletic world that we supply. Yeah, that was perfect. Neil, if you could go back in time and place a phone call to your young self, what advice would you give a young Neil Pittman at the age of 20? At the age of 20, hurry up and get to 30 so you can grow up. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> uh, through my life, I, I always believed that people in business or males in business seem to hit an awareness at around the age of 30. I certainly probably start a little bit earlier, one because that mentor on the bank, but it's a time when people have just got themselves together and I think it's that's, to me, is if you're going to do something, do it early and then start to look at, look at yourself and put yourself into business and work hard. Yeah, I love that. Neil, if people would like to contact you, what are your contact details? Contact details, look, in these days, to me, it's always just go straight to the website uh, world of Sports, just simply wos.com.au and Nordic Sports, nordicsport.com.au Nordics, N-O-R-D-I-C Neil Pittman, we thank you for your time and we wish you well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Steve. <laughs>